0: I'm Alana Rocha with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. In the wake of a botched citizenship review of Texas's voter rolls, David Whitley, the state's chief elections officer who's not yet confirmed to the post, faced two hours of tough questions from the lawmakers tasked with vetting his nomination. Thursday, Whitley defended his decision to hand over the list of 95,000 registered voters to the attorney general's office, even though he knew the list could contain mistakes. They're voters who told the Department of Public Safety they were not citizens when they obtained a driver's license or an ID card. But Whitley's review of the data did not account for people who became naturalized citizens and then legitimately registered to vote after receiving those documents. Whitley repeatedly brushed off Democrats' questions about the list, erroneously including tens of thousands of U.S. citizens who could be purged from the voter rolls if they failed to respond to a county notice requesting proof of citizenship. Democratic State Senator Royce West. How do you defend voter suppression? I've heard the term voter suppression used. How do you define it? I think it's irrelevant how I I would define it. You're the Secretary of State, sir, and it's relevant to me if I'm going to vote for your confirmation. The committee is set to vote on sending Whitley's nomination to the full Senate next week, where he'll need the support of at least a few Democrats to win confirmation. Meanwhile, Governor Greg Abbott has yet to name a nominee to fill a vacancy on the Texas Supreme Court. Today marks three months since Justice Phil Johnson announced his retirement. The delay is not due to a lack of candidates. Starting almost immediately after the midterm election that ousted 19 Republican incumbent justices from lower appellate courts, application forms have poured into the governor's appointments office, totaling about two dozen by mid-January, according to public documents. The Tribune's Emma Platoff writes that the vacancy leaves the all-Republican court liable to split 4-4 an impasse that might require the governor to appoint an interim judge as tiebreaker, and perhaps more significantly, adds to the hefty workload of the eight justices sitting on the bench. So what gives? Appointments made during a legislative session have to appear before the Senate Nominations Committee and win confirmation from the full chamber before they can be sworn in. During the interim, nominees can be sworn in and begin to serve before being confirmed. The governor's office did not return requests for comment on the vacancy. The state savings account, commonly referred to as the Rainy Day Fund, is poised to hit $15 billion. And Texas's Republican leadership appears eager to dip into the massive piggy bank. But what's worthy of a withdrawal? We list some potential expenses up for debate this session today on TexasTribune.org. I'm Alana Rocha with the Texas Tribune. You've been briefed. The Brief is sponsored by Visit Fort Worth. Find out why more visitors than ever are discovering great Texas weekends in Fort Worth at fortworth.com slash impact.